is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night, Monday through Friday, on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It's no more a mess. Now everything I touch, everything I touch now turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, listen, online, we've got a app for your phone that will allow you to get access to all of your weekly chapters. One of the easiest ways to get a hold of them, we send them by email. But if you want to get them, get them by the app. It'll bless your life. Well, let's go ahead and pray and get into what God has for us today. And for those of you all that are live here uh, in person, I need you to pull with me. Believe God with me because there are hundreds of people that are online that connect with us throughout the week. And they're dependent upon you for there to be an anointing on the word of God. Amen. They're, they're believing God that this word is anointed. They're connecting with us right now. They're commenting online. And so believe with me. In other words, um, when I say something according to the word of God, believe it. Amen. Don't be like, oh, no, Pastor, why don't you go on to something else? No, believe with me. Amen. Because the faster you get it, the more we can get. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your anointing, which removes burdens and destroys yokes. We know our enemy is under our feet. We refuse to give him any place, any ground. We've taken authority over this service that the word of God can go forth unhindered, unchecked by any satanic or demonic force. And now, Father, we pray that you'll give us ears to hear, hearts that are open and receptive, that not one of us will leave this experience the same. We'll all be changed. Amen. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory in advance. I want to talk to you today about the God of abundance. The God of abundance. We've been in a series called Don't Hide It, Divide It, which is based out of Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 21. I want you to hear this this time out of the Amplified Translation. Maybe you'll see some things a little differently. Someone from the crowd said to Jesus, Master, order my brother to divide the inheritance and share it with me. But he told him, man, who has appointed me a judge or an umpire or a divider over you? And he said to them, guard yourselves. Keep free from all covetousness, the immoderate desire for wealth, the greedy longing to have more. For a man's life does not consist in and is not derived from the possessing an overflowing abundance or that which is over and above his needs. Then he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man was fertile and yielded plentifully. And he considered and debated within himself, What shall I do? I have no place in which to gather together my harvest. And he said, I will do this. I will pull down my storehouses and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain or produce and my goods. 
And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up enough, whoo, glory, for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and enjoy yourself merrily. But God said to him, you fool, this very night they, the messengers of God, will demand your soul of you and all the things that you have prepared. Whose will they be? So it is with the one who continues to lay up, continues to hoard possessions for himself and is not in, in his relationship to God, though this is how he fares. So we're in a series I've thoroughly been enjoying studying and meditating it and even ministering it to you. Uh, this is the third part, so if you've missed any part, go back. And, you know, I would encourage you because Sunday shouldn't be the only time that you receive the word ministered to you. You know, reading the chapter is good, but, you know, when you eat, food is prepared and then served, even if you prepare it and serve it to yourself. But generally, food is prepared and then served when you eat. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. That means you should be ministered to. You should have the food of the word of God ministered to you on a daily basis. It's one of the reasons why we provide all of our messages free. You've never had to pay for a sermon message or series at Faith Family Church. Way back when we had CD duplicated machines, we give the CDs away. Now you can download them, listen to them online, and they're free of charge. Why? Because you need to feed your spirit. Amen. So, so it can direct your life. Amen. I mean, there's some powerful things in this passage, but we've been in a series uh, where we're learning to not hide money from God, but to divide money with God. You know, people have money on their mind and they, they got their mind on their money and their money on their mind. It's money, 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 money. I mean, and maybe in the church, there's an aversion to hearing the gospel about money. But people have money on their mind. Think about how often you check your accounts or think about money or talk to your relative, you know, your, your spouse or your family about money. Money is a big part of life. As a result, it's a big part of the gospel. Amen. Uh, so this message is extremely important because God warns us. That how we think about money can cause things to turn out well for us in life. Is how you think about money important? Amen. It is very important. Last week we learned what it means to be rich towards God. Because in this passage, you know, this guy should have been being rich toward God. And we learned what it means to be rich towards God. And we looked at the importance of what is the percentage of money that you share with God, not just with others, but what percentage of your money do you share with God? Does the percentage matter? Well, it mattered to Jesus. Uh, there was a widow woman that gave 100% of everything she had, all of her livelihood. There were others that gave large sums of money, but they gave out of their abundance. They had already too much money. You do know that abundance is having too much. 
And they gave to God out of their abundance. But when you look at the percentage, her percentage exceeded their percentage and it mattered to God. So does the percentage matter? Oh, absolutely. How do you then determine if a person is rich toward God? I would say, look at the percentage. See, a person who's rich toward God honors God with their money. Amen. With their resources and is generous towards others. And then where their own life and stuff is concerned, they trust God for themselves. Conversely, a person who is poor towards God, when you take an account, now a lot of people don't take an account. A a lot of people don't know how much they sow. Oh, that rhymes. I'm going to have to say amen to myself today. Amen. A lot of people don't know how much they sow. So they don't know whether they're uh, rich toward God or not rich toward God. They love God, so in their heart, they feel rich toward God in relationship to Him. But financially, it may not be the case. So we've been challenging ourselves to be rich towards God. Don't hide money from God. Divide it with him. Why? Because God, above all, is the one who can multiply it with you. Charles Schwab, he can multiply your money by a small percentage. God's percentages are much more promising than the investments of this world. (laughs) Amen. A person who is rich towards God's honor him with their substance. We left off talking about one of the ways that you can go from being a sower, uh, from being a withholder to a sower is to start tithing. Why is that? Because a person who tithes gives 10%, not because they have to, but just out of the love of God for them in their heart, they give God 10% of all that comes into their lives. That person, by definition, I believe you could say, is an individual who is rich toward God. Amen? Amen. Is it possible for us to change? Oh, absolutely. The Bible says to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? How is it we're going to be transformed from being a withholder to being a sower? It starts with the renewing of your mind. It starts by you hearing messages like this. It'll start affecting the way you think. All of a sudden you think you start, you know, I'm trying to been saving for this vacation, saving for this vacation. You know what? I heard some so is going on a weekend getaway. I want to give them an extra $100 so they can just enjoy it. Do you know that that $100 will turn into $600? Jesus said, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed out, shaken together, running over. Shall men give it into your bosom with the same measure you meet with all? It shall be measured back to you again. You gave somebody $100 that they were going on vacation. How many of y'all know it's going to be multiplied? You'll end up with more than $100 multiplied back to you. Come on. Amen. It requires a considerable amount of mind renewal. And so I thank you for allowing me to minister to you on this subject. Now, today, that was all last week. Today, we are talking about the fact that God is the God of abundance. Does God want you to have too much? Got one person that said yes. 
for those of you that are online. Does God, think about it really though, does God want you to have just enough to meet your needs? Because all, all God's promised you is to meet your needs. He never said anything about your wants. That's not true. Psalm 34 and 10 says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Think about a young lion. He lacks suffer hungers, goes through season after season where it doesn't have enough to eat. Have you ever been there where you lacked sufficiency to pay off a debt or to pay for something that you're responsible? Have you ran into a a, a place where you've suffered insufficiency? Well, the Bible says that they that seek the Lord shall not want God's not interested in you just having all of your needs met. He wants you to have your needs and your wants met. The Bible says in Psalm 23, you know, one of the great Psalms, you know, um, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? Want. But if we were to go through this room right now and say, I want you to make out a list. I want you to write down everything you want to have financially. You know, everything materially, you know, I want a new house. I want my debts paid off. I want my such and such. Did you know that God wants you to have more than enough where you can get to the place where you could, like Paul said, I'm full. I have no, I, I don't need anything. I got a roof over my head that's beyond my dreams. I've got transportation. My clothing is blessed. I've gotten plenty much more money to put in store. My question to you, church, if you will help me come on get this to you the question is does God want you to have too much money now that's not strong enough and and I understand because you just want you know to have enough you know just enough if I could just get to the place pastor where I where I'm a month ahead where I'm not living from week to week. I mean, from paycheck to paycheck. I, Pastor, if I could just ever get to the place where I'm at least a month ahead. Oh, wouldn't it be great if in liquid savings, I'm not talking about something that you got to cash out, something that's for your retirement, but just in one of your bank accounts. I said one of them. Oh, this is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Wouldn't it be great if you had in one of your bank accounts three to six months of your living expenses? It wouldn't matter what coronavirus came into the world system to do. It wouldn't matter if they said we're going to lay you off. It wouldn't matter if they said we're going to put you on work furlough. It wouldn't matter if they said we're going to have to cut back your income and only give you so much. Why? I've got three to six months already laid up. Glory to God. And I serve a God of abundance. He got me what I had and he can get me more than I have right now. Does God want you to have too much? He does. He is a God of abundance. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Look at Luke 12 and 16 in the New International Version. He told them this parable. Jesus did. Told them this story. Why? Why? Pastor, you reading this story? I really don't like I really don't like this message series. You know, it just seems like, Pastor, maybe he's getting off. I mean, we did good when we were talking about some other things, but it just seemed like it's just money, 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 sowing, sowing, sowing every week. And now we got two messages in the church. You know, what's Pastor doing today? Oh, he's still money, money, money. Well, let me go over and <laughs> let's see what Bishop Jake's talking about. I don't know. Come on. Y'all help me now. 
This is what the Holy Ghost is saying. This is what the Lord said. And you need to get this. And when you get this, then we can go on to something else. Amen. Amen. If, if, if it was, you know, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that we're just taking up $10,000 for that church. It ought to be that there's so many of us that are part of church that got a hold of the revelation of God that we could pay that church off. It should be that we have on our own church and then just whenever we hear of a church, because we know what it's like. Come on now, y'all help me now. We know what it's like to be setting up and breaking down. We ought to be able to go and buy buildings. It ought to be that so many of us are rich and overflowing that when a project comes up, we ought to be praying like, Lord, do you want me to do all the 10,000 or just a part of it? Listen, he told them this parable. They're talking about this stingy guy, you know, and then they talk and they arguing about it. And he told them this parable. He said there was the ground of a certain rich man. My question to you, does God want you to be rich? See, not everybody believes that, Sister Luana. Come on, not everybody believes that. Let, let me ask you, does God want you to be rich? The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes you rich. If he didn't want you blessed, if, if he didn't want you rich, then his blessing wouldn't make you rich. At the end of the service, when we have you raise one hand before the Lord and we pronounce, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace, which is prosperity. When we speak that blessing upon you, it's designed to make you rich. So when you read this story, you ought to pay close of attention because this could apply to you. How do you become rich in God? He's the one that causes the windows of heaven to open upon your life. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. Let's talk about it for a moment. We've been talking about sowing, right? Putting seed into the ground. From what we understand, that God is the one. Let me ask you this. Who caused this man's land to yield an abundant harvest? I submit to you that God is the one that blessed this man. I know in the end it didn't turn out good between him and God. But in this moment, I believe that it was God that made this man rich. See, the Bible says all good things come from above, from the Father of lights. See, a lot of times, you know, in the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let's go there. Let me slow down because I'm getting excited because you're starting to listen. Amen. Let's read 1 Corinthians 6. We're asking the question, who made this man's ground come, come forth so abundantly? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So we could say, we don't know for sure. But we could say that this man has what he has and is rich as a result of God increasing him. I mean, in your life, who's caused you to walk in the level of life where there's people living under a bridge in a box? That house you live in, that car you drive, who gave you that? Who caused increase to come into your life? And is it important to note? 
So let's say that God is the one that caused this man's land to bring forth such an abundant harvest. Let me ask it this way. How many of you all believe that as a result of your sowing, God wants you to have an abundant harvest? Not just a harvest, an abundant harvest. What is an abundant harvest? An abundant harvest is a too much harvest. It went way out of proportion. Amen. See, a lot of times we don't realize what we have comes from God. There's a warning in Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm trying to establish this. Help me, Lord. Please help me today. In verse 11, he says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. How many of you all know you can forget where you came from? You can look up at me. This whole passage, he's telling them where he brought them out of, what he's bringing them into. Did you know that you can forget that that education that you had, that job, that business you were able to start? Don't forget that it wasn't just your hard work. You know, it wasn't just your background, wasn't your your ability to interview. It wasn't. No, it was God. Come on. It was God that increased you. And listen, the Lord wants to increase you more and more and more. He wants you to have get to the place where you have an abundance. Why? Because he's the God of abundance. When you allow him through your sowing, when you plant into ground, he wants you to have such an abundant harvest. But he warns you, don't forget how you have what you have. The next verse, it says um, for you today, uh, in verse 17, he says, beware that you do not forget the Lord, uh, that you say in your heart. That my power and the might of my hand has gained me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So who was it that got this man, that gave this man an abundant harvest? It was God. But did he forget? God. Yeah, he forgot God because he wasn't rich toward God. He should have been saying, God, everything I have has come from you. I've sown, I've sown this land and it's produced a hundred times as much. I don't have room enough and I am bringing an offering. I am rich towards you. I am rich. He was poor toward God. In other words, this man forgot where his blessing came from. How many of y'all see God's warning us in this? Make no mistake about it. Well, does God want you to have an abundant harvest? Absolutely. Go back to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. And verse number 19 in the Amplified, he told them this parable. The cert, uh, he told them. Uh, Luke 12 and 19 in the Amplified. He says, and I will say to my soul, soul. You have made many, you have many good things laid up enough for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and enjoy yourself merrily. Did you all see that? This man's harvest over time, and particularly in this season, yielded him such a harvest that he had goods laid up for many years. He says, so... 
you have many goods laid up for many years. I don't know if you caught that. Let me break it down to you. Have you ever been in a place where you've lived week to week? Yeah, I have. Man, I, I've been in a place where I've lived day to day. <laughs> you don't know where tomorrow's meal's coming from. Amen. Amen. Praise God that we're far beyond that. How many, how many of you ever lived at a place where you live month to month? In other words, you just got just enough money for this month. And I think a lot of us may have the experience, maybe online, you have the experience where the month ran, your money ran out before the month ended. And you found yourself on fumes. Your gas tank was low. You couldn't wait for the next payday. Couldn't wait for the first to come. You know, some that are on so-called a fixed uh, a fixed income, we're on the first and the fifteenth. You know that check coming for whatever reason. You know, you find yourself in that type of spot. That is not the will of God. God wants you to be positioned in a place where you have uh, have enough laid up for many years. <laughs> Come on, help me now. This guy was in a position. He wasn't living week to week or month to month. He wasn't even living year to year. He had enough. Come on, y'all. y'all. Listen, there is a uh, look at Luke chapter 12, uh, verse 20. Um, nope, that's right. So this is Le- Leviticus chapter 25. That's where I wanted to go. Look at this verse of scripture in Leviticus 25:21. He says, "Then I will command my blessing on you in the 6th year, and it will bring forth produce enough for 3 years, and you will sow in the 8th year and eat produce until the ninth year. Until its produce comes in, you shall eat of the old harvest." This is an Old Testament passage. I'm just proving to you from the word of God. God wants to put you in a position where you're not living week to week or month to month or even year to year. He wants to put you in a financial position where you're set up for three years in advance. You've got money laid up for many years. I'm not talking about retirement money. Thank God for those of you that are retired. And I pray that those of you that are retired online and in the church, that you're learning to believe God, not just to have enough. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children's children. Praise God. Amen. Well, how do you get there? You get there by learning the laws of the abundance of God. He said in Leviticus chapter 25 and 21, he says, I'm going to command such a blessing to be upon your seed that it's going to produce enough for three years. In one year. You're not even going to have to work in the seventh year. And when you start sowing again in the eighth year, you'll still be eating off of the money that came in in the sixth year, even until the ninth year. Somebody say, I'll take that. Come on, somebody online say, I'll take that. Write it in the comments. Come on, somebody say, I'll take that. God is a too much God. Let me get ready to close with this. In the book of Genesis, chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says that Abram was very rich. He wasn't just rich. He was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. Does God want you to be rich? 
I mean, it was in Genesis chapter 12 that God said, I'm going to bless you and all these blessings are going to come on you. He said, I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'm going to curse those that curse you. That was in Genesis chapter 12. And in Genesis chapter 13, you can play something softly for me, please. In Genesis chapter um, 13, he went from a promise of God in obedience to God to being very rich. I pray that I'm, I'm, I'm casting the vision of God for your life. Don't believe to have just enough. Don't believe to just have enough for you and your family. Don't believe for enough just to have one house. He says he wants you to have houses. It ought to be that you have a house in Plantation, Florida. I, I went there on vacation to Orlando. There's a little sub-city right off of Disney World called Plantation. The houses are amazing. Wouldn't it be good for your family to own a home that you don't, I mean, it's just a vacation home. You could send your loved ones, your family members, your nieces and your nephew. You yourself can go just occasionally. You could just leave it shut down and it'll just be some of the wealth, real estate holdings in your life. Don't believe to just have enough believe in God just to get a little money to pay a little bit bill don't make it hard for your pastor to preach the word this is God's word God is a God of abundance it's not my idea it's God's ideal for your life but you've got to believe it so that you can receive it You've got an enemy that wants to rob from you and hold you back and keep back your harvest. He wants to steal from you what rightfully belongs to you. But I'm here to say, no, we're going to walk in the fullness. I said, we're going to walk in the fullness. Yeah, we're going to walk in the fullness of the blessing of our God. Let me show you how blessed he was. In Genesis chapter 13, Lot also went with him, and, and, and Lot went with him, and Abram and Lot, they had flocks, herds, and tents. In verse 6, it says that the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. I want you to think about it. Doesn't God know how much to bless you with? So you don't run out of space. But the psalmist says, you pour upon my life and my cup runs over. God is running on the table. He says, I know it. Well, why don't you stop pouring on my life? He says, because I'm a too much God. I mean, he blessed, he blessed, he blessed Abram and Lot with cattle, with flocks of sheep. They had camels. They had donkeys. They had horses. They had goats. They had sheep. Come on. And he, God would just bless them to the point where the land couldn't support them. They're eating up all the grass. And now, you know, Lot's blessed and Abram's blessed. Doesn't Listen, they had too many cattle, too many sheep. When you've got too many cattle, you can bless somebody else with, or you can hoard it up. When you have too many houses, you can bless somebody else. Doesn't God know? Yeah, but he's a too much God. He's a God of abundance. Y'all want me to close or you want me to give you one more example? No, I'm serious. I'm not. Y'all, y'all make me feel like y'all really don't want this. I mean, y'all want me to close or you really? No, they want me to close over here. So y'all need to help me because people online, you want me to stop? I mean, you, you want to hear some more about the God of abundance. Amen. Amen. So, Boy, y'all really quiet for real. Y'all really want me to stop. Amen. 
Turn to Luke chapter 5. You all remember the story? Jesus wanted to preach the word of God. Don't put it up yet. I just want to set it up just for a moment. Jesus wanted to preach the word of God. He's wanted to preach the gospel to people that are broke, sick, bound up by demons, all kind of sickness and disease, stuff robbed from them, just dragging around like sheep having no shepherd. He didn't show up with bags of money from heaven. He showed up with a good word from God. He preached the gospel that God preached to Abraham. That you don't have to be poor anymore. If you're here or online and, and you essentially are poor. You don't own your own home. You don't own your own car. You borrow for it. The car you have is insufficient. You don't have enough to send your, your children to the school that you would like. Don't have enough to clothe them. You don't have enough to give to the church. If you're here or online, I'm here to tell you that God is a God of abundance and he's your father. And when you align yourself with the word of God, you'll see this happen in your life. Jesus was standing on the shore preaching the word of God. And he saw a man, uh, the men cleaning some, some of their nets, and they saw a boat. And so he said, I want to get in that boat. In verse 3, it says that then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. I don't know about you. I, I'm a business owner. I, I've owned businesses for years and years. And with that comes equipment. I want you to imagine being in the fishing business. Time out on the water is time you've got to pay employees. That boat itself costs you a ton of resources. You know, the time that you, you dock it, all of that. There's money involved in business. Jesus sees this man's boat and says, hey, can I use your boat to preach the gospel? And Peter says, yes. Peter answered, uh, and when he had stopped teaching, so after he preached, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said, come on, help me now. I need you to put up Simon answered and said. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toyed all night and have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Listen, he was working hard and not getting much from it. The Bible tells that there are people of God that work real hard and have very little to show it, show for it. He tells of people who get their money and they put it, but it's like putting it into pockets with holes. It just run through them. It just run right out of them. He said, Master, I've worked real hard and I don't have much. I've let you use my boat. Now you're telling me to work a little bit harder, to throw the nets out. They'll get dirty. We spent all night. But he said, but nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and that their net was breaking. And he signaled to their business partners in the other boat, come and help us. And they came and they began to fill both boats so that they began to sink. I just feel like I'm, 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 I'm out of the moment and I'm trying so hard, God, to get you this word. Peter let God use his resources to preach the gospel and ended up with a net breaking 
and both sink in harvest. When you let God use your resources, when you're rich toward God, when you give God money, when you don't hide money from God, but give money to God so that he can preach the gospel, what you can expect. Doesn't God know how many fish to put in the net so it don't break? I mean, the man's net broke. Now, God, you done broke his net. Now the man's got to buy another net. But wait a minute. This is a good net breaking. This net breaking can buy you five or six other nets. Come on. Why? Because there were so many fish that not only will this boat begin to be enough to carry the harvest, but we got to get some other boats. Y'all stand up. For those of you all that are online, I pray. Y'all pray with us. Pray with us. There's an enemy that's working against us to keep this word from getting deep into the hearts of our brothers and sisters. But we won't quit. We won't give up. Anybody else going to believe God and walk in the fullness? Come on. In the abundance. Amen. 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 Father, we pray over this word. We pray in the name of Jesus that it will penetrate hearts and change lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you're here today.